0: Hey, welcome back, everybody. HSC Podcast 61. Big box Steve on the mic. We got uh, the big smooth and fresh Wes with his bogey shirt on because he shoots bogeys. (laughs) We said it was double bogeys because he doesn't count all the strokes. So, (laughs) Uh, Thanks for uh, watching. Don't forget to subscribe and like. We are in uh, season three. This is episode four of season three. I think it's episode four of season three. So uh, getting deep here. Uh, We're talking about NBA playoffs tonight. We're talking about uh, NFL coaches, current, and we're going to give you some uh, remake movies. That should be a a good night tonight. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, thanks for listening. And appreciate all of those because I think that's where we're getting most of our listens right now. (laughs) So... Good, good, good stuff, guys. All right, well, uh, we got games going on tonight, so we might as well start with the NBA playoffs. Let's just lead it off with uh, what's happening right now
1: between Denver and Phoenix. You guys watching that score? You know, the best news of the night for Phoenix is halftime, so they can't get, like, killed any more than they had (laughs) been killed in the first half. I mean, 80 points in the first half. Dude. You don't see that very often, right?
0: And I was getting torched because they're not, they're down thirty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's okay to give up eighty if you're if you've scored seventy, right? But man, fifty, right? And Durant is just not having a good game. <laughs> no, and you know, uh, like Derek was saying earlier, you know, Jokic is either assisting or scoring on. In the first quarter, almost every play. Yeah. Uh
2: I mean, and I think it's one of those where they the Nuggets hit a lull because I think they were like, eh, it's where we got this team. And then Phoenix fought back. And then, you know, when Jokic got into it with the owner, the Sun's owner, then it was like that next game, he was like, No, nah, man, right. this ain't happening.
1: We're <laughs> we're we're gonna crush you guys. That was funny. I was <laughs> like, what happened? Like,
0: wow. Like... He's not the kind of guy that you want to rile up. He's he's shown that many times.
2: No, Don't want to rile him up or get his brothers after you. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. So I mean it looks like Denver wins that series tonight. But uh also Celtics 76ers tonight. You know, that turns that into a, a really good series. Uh what do you guys think about that series? How how do you feel? Like what's that series feeling right now?
2: I I kind of feel it's like uh the Nuggets one where the, the Celtics are feeling good about themselves and they let the seventy sixers take it and then take a three two lead. And so now they're playing with their backs against the walls and I yeah. And the history of the net Sixers, well, the players, Harden always disappears. I believe you know in big games in the playoffs. Embiid is probably going to be hurt, he's usually hurt. And Doc <laughs> Rivers is not a good seventh game seven coach.
0: Right, right, yeah, he's definitely struggled historically in game sevens. Uh, I feel like Maxi is probably the the component in that game. Like Maxi, he's he's playing well. He's played well all playoffs. If he has a big game and and Harden doesn't have a horrible game, I think they have a
1: chance. Yeah, Matt, The thing about it is, it just looked like the Sixers are gassed. Like Embiid's hurt. You could tell. Harden has disappeared tonight. And Maxi, you know, he was playing well, but it's like he's gonna have to do more. He's he's gonna have to do a lot more because I think. Everybody's gassed. Yeah. Uh, the only thing with the Celtics is I think Jalen Brown's hurt. Like he slipped on the floor. Like that was, that was an awkward, you know, that was awkward. And what about
0: depth I mean, the Depth of team, though?
1: Are the Celtics deeper than than the 76ers? Yeah. Yeah. Technically, I think. But they're, I mean, nobody's really playing that. Horford just was awful. Um, Smart wasn't that great. I mean, it's just like, yeah, I think just both teams just gas. And I think for anyone that's going to play them in the next round, like everyone was thinking, oh, the Knicks, you know, if they can get past the Heat, they're not going to really have much of a chance against the Celtics. I don't know. These teams just oh. look right. Well, the Knicks know? do because the Knicks are young.
0: Yeah. You know, they've, they, they have the ability to play long series and a lot of games where I think that is a disadvantage of the Celtics coming up. Because they do have some young players, <laughs> but they have some older players too. Yeah,
1: Horford. Horford just looked gas. Well, and he's like a hundred, dude. He's
2: like <laughs> well, yeah, because the other Gators from that championship team have all retired. He's the only right. one. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, how although about the, the Celtics, they, the Celtics do have a great six man, and Brogdon comes off the bench, right? So that's, yeah.
0: I mean, I think the look Celtics look are deeper than the 76ers
1: yeah
0: in my opinion
1: a more, a more dependable bench well, Right.
2: you know that was when they, they kind of got depleted with the Harden
0: trade yeah yeah you're giving up a lot to, to win now you know versus guys coming off the bench giving energy because uh, it comes down to also playing defense you know the guys that come off the bench you need them to be play good defense you know, keep up the game. Uh, but so let's talk about the Knicks and, and Heat for a second. Uh, Knicks obviously, you know, playing well, but Heat's playing well. Butler looks like he's back uh, after his injury. And so where how does that series go?
2: Well, now I got – I'm leaning – well, the Heat are up, what, 3-2? Right, right. Um, and the Knicks, their whole team is injured. Quickly's out. Randall's not the same. Brunson's kind of injured. I mean, I don't think winning two more games against the Heat with Jimmy Butler, because Butler's, if, if anyone left on the East Eastern Conference side, Butler is like the player for the, um, playoffs
0: yeah and, and he plays well in the playoffs too
2: yeah so i mean if the knicks can get if their guys can get healthy i still don't think quickly is coming back so that's a huge loss and brunson kind of willed them in the last game by himself so they need yeah, to get did. Randall and barrett to contribute
0: i think barrett has to play well if barrett doesn't play well they i don't think they can stretch the series yeah, so Barrett Barrett's a big uh, a big factor there. Uh, my opinion, I think the Heat win that series. We'll see what happens, but um, so so Heat Celtics Heat 76ers? What do you guys think?
1: I, I or Knicks, Celtics, Knicks seventy sixers. Like, I think I think Heat. I think Jimmy Butler's the X factor. I, I think they're going to they, – they should win that series. But the Celtics, I think, is, are going to pull it out in game seven just because they're, you know, by default, they're at home. Um, I still don't think Jalen Brown's right. He didn't look right the, like the last half of that game, but I don't think it's going to matter. I think Tatum's going to have a massive game. And I think Embiid's hurt. He's hurt too. And I, I don't think Max is going to give him enough. I think they're they're gonna they're gonna figure that out. They're not. They'll be like, okay, let's 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 watch Maxi a little bit more. I mean, he was just open sometimes. get getting to the baseline, getting the hoop. I think Celtics are are just have a little bit too much. Well, at that point, then <laughs> what you're saying then is that you're forcing Harden you're to, to hard. have a big game. Yeah, and, and when when has he ever done that in a game? Of seven. <laughs> so.
0: So you got you you're saying Celtics Heat, yeah, Derek. What are you saying?
2: Yeah, I'm leaning towards Celtics Heat also, but I just want to say, is this like to me, is this the weirdest playoffs ever? Because every day it's like someone's hurt, right? Yeah. A lot of a
0: lot of injuries. There's been tons a lot of, of injuries
2: people in like there are people like, a, olden polonies and some <laughs> other are like. Why are these guys not just playing through these injuries? Why are they taking
1: games off during the playoffs? During the
0: playoffs, that's what's weird.
1: But what it's almost like the playoffs, like every other game's like load management for the other team. I mean, you're having games where I'm mean, just like this. I mean, this is just a slacking. It's like you're not going to play that well. You better play it's your last game of the season, but it seems like you're seeing every other game blowouts, and it's like, okay, we could just lose this game. It's like, really a lot of back and forth not not the the tight playoff games that
0: you see <clears throat> especially when you come into like game five six and seven those are typically you know games you want to watch they're gonna be close they're gonna be battles guys are gonna play injured you know yeah. they're gonna play play through things um I mean I I I think I, I'm a, I agree I think heat Celtics is probably the most likely there I do think the Sixers have a chance, and unfortunately, I think it relies on Harden. If so you're Harden, saying there's
2: no chance then.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, what what Jim Carrey say? <laughs>
2: so you're saying there's a
0: chance. So you're saying there's a chance. Uh... I know historically he's not the best at that, but, you know, I mean, if he has a good game, I think they could win just because, you know, like Wes says, because Brown hasn't, doesn't look a hundred percent and they need him. They need Brown. Well, today Harden
2: was four of 16, 0 for 6 from three point range in 43 minutes. And that was yeah. So it's not like he's, not going to be tired because he played 43 minutes and was horrible.
0: But yeah, I mean, so ultimately, I still say Heat Celtics. Uh, so go going to the Western Conference. I mean, unless something drastically changes, obviously Denver's going, you know, because they're going to win this game tonight. Oh, Phoenix is only down by 25. <laughs> now they're well, down I, by 20, 23. <laughs> it's only
2: 23 out. now.
0: I mean, so. it. it you never know. Like it's there's a lot of game oh, left to play, and it's basketball. So, uh, oh, but wait. now oh. here here's the thing, though. Y- even if they come back and win this game, they still got to go win another game, though, right? Denver, right. And so, Denver, I think is still for me. That's my choice. Still there. The Lakers, Golden State, one is what I want to hear the thoughts on. Uh, first of all, the fact that the Lakers are up. So that means Golden State's gonna win the next two games. Uh, How how did how did Golden State get in this position? What happens next?
2: Well, they got Lonnie Walker the fourth coming like just out of nowhere to have his life. I mean,
0: much Lonnie Walker's a good player. Well, he's he's supposed to
2: be. Right. I mean, what, he was drafted by the Spurs, he didn't do much there, he's kind of been a journeyman, he was supposed to be good when he came out of college, but he hasn't done much.
0: Right, right. But he has potential. Um, I guess the, the question is, first of all, I want to talk about that. The Golden State game, they got the possession of the last ball. Draymond Green goes to the basket, underneath the basket, and throws the ball away. Why does Draymond have the ball in that situation?
2: Well, he's kind of the point forward, but the problem wasn't just that. It was like the last two minutes, they put up some of the most horrendous, dumb shots you could right. ever imagine. I was like, what are you doing? Like, Clay Thompson's like... <laughs> and, you know, and it's like, oh my goodness, you guys...
0: But it always, when you think about things, though, that you always go mistake, 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 but you always have that last chance, though, right? Like, it always comes down to this last play, or not always, but when it comes down to that last play, you still have to make a decision on how you want to finish. And even if he's the guy, he goes and makes the most horrible pass I've ever seen. It basically throws it to nobody. (laughs)
2: Although no, I will say the most horrible pass was in the <laughs> NCAA tournament when what was the guy <laughs> threw it to half
0: court. And oh got oh yeah, yeah, but that's college. You expect that out of the college. So so Wes, how did how did the Lakers and, and Warriors end
1: up here at three two? No, I well, Jordan Poole kind of disappeared. For whatever yeah. reason it is. And Clay They didn't play him a lot either. Yeah. <clears throat> that some there's dissension. There's something going on there. And Clay is just not play all the time. He has to be. Because Steph can't do it all himself. And I think Steph's kind of getting after the last series, I think he's getting a little tired. Yeah. And someone's gotta step up and, and you're paying Jordan Poole all this money. It's 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 almost he's like I said, it's kinda like a maxi situation. He's got to be the energy when nobody else has it because obviously, plays kind of sputtering. Draymond's got to be tired. Uh, Looney's got to come up bigger.
0: They, know, well, same thing, cool. though.
1: Why do you cut Looney's minutes that much, though? Like the dude's getting 20 rebounds a game. It's dumb. They, they don't have a choice. He's got to play. He's got to play a lot of minutes next game because, you know, you don't want Davis to have another good game. He's right. due to he's a back-to-back good game. You don't want it. You don't want it in the next game. The game They're gonna lose. Well, so, and the other thing
0: is okay. Wiggins has been really inconsistent. Yeah, and you need. I, I get that you have Draymond, Steph, and Clay, right? Draymond, you can't expect a lot out of you. Expect him to have let's say seven, seven, and seven. Clay is, he's a three point shooter. So you can't rely on that. Cause what are you talking about? You're talking about 35%, you know, 40%. But Wiggins, he's not a, he, he's a all around ball guy, right? So he has to have better games than he's had. And he needs to be more consistent.
1: Yeah. That's probably even more of an X factor because he's the guy that gets the basket. Right. You know, it's like Jordan even more so than cool He Wiggins is the energy, he gets to the basket, he finishes, he makes, you know, transition plays. They're gonna need him too. oh
0: and uh so for the Lakers, they've got some guys like Lottie Walker, right? Uh, you know, a couple other guys, uh, what's his name? Uh Hirashima,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I can't never pronounce his name, but he's been playing well throughout the playoffs. You know, he's given consistent numbers. Uh So the Lakers actually, if they had played like this all year, you know, they'd be a top four seed. Yeah. And so that's the tough thing, I think, when you look at the Lakers, because what what were the the um, Warriors weren't they the six seed? Yeah. So they're really not a top-seeded team.
2: Yeah. No. Well, though they've had lots of injuries this year, too. Yeah. I mean, though, because look, this last game, you kind of went, Alani Walker had, played 28 minutes, had four points. Right. So the game before, that was a huge anomaly. He's not going to do what he did every week. And like Golden State won, even though Clay went 3 of 12. Because, yeah, looking at the game with the Lonnie Walker game, uh, Poole played 10 minutes.
0: Yeah, and what, Looney played like 11 minutes?
2: Yeah, and then in this game, they played 23 and 20. Right. So I think that's where they need to be.
0: That's what I'm saying is like you lose because you have these guys that are good players. I, I've said this before. I would rather have Looney on the floor than Green. I'd rather have it. He's better defense in the post. He gets more rebounds. Yeah, he can't dribble and he can't make assists. But do you really need that? You got Clay, you got Steph, you got Poole, you got Wiggins. Yeah.
2: You're in Payton the third.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh so but the Lakers keep having these Lonnie Walker guys you know uh, austin reeves you know having these games that are totally out of pocket yeah and so i just
2: feel it's like it's they're going to come back down to reality here pretty soon so
0: i i don't i don't know like i don't want to pick the lakers but i the way golden state's playing (laughs) and the way the lakers have these random guys popping up and having big games it's i think it's hard for the uh Warriors to win the next two uh, so obviously Denver goes so well, we'll see by the end of the podcast probably but who uh, who do you guys have Lakers or Golden State
2: I'm still going Golden State I can't trust the Lakers and Anthony Davis he's like one play away from getting hurt again I mean he's they're already like saying that he's hurt right now Right, so If you can't have a healthy Anthony Davis, you're not going to win the series.
0: Right. Or at least a, a contributing. He's got to have, you know, 15 and 10.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He's what's LeBron's going to get his, but right. if you don't have Anthony Davis, that's like the glue of that team.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, so it does come down to Davis, uh, but I'm gonna, I'm going to take the Lakers to be honest with you. So I'm going to go Lakers, Denver,
1: Wes, what are you going to do? The tiebreaker. Uh, I'm going with Golden State. Uh, I just think that there's too many variables for Golden State, and, the you know, Kerr's going to figure out defending some of these guys that, okay, we're not going to pay attention to Reeves. They're going to start paying attention to these guys. And I think so, that their play is going to come back down to earth, too. But offensively, there's just too many options for Golden State to have. They they got two games. They just got to win at LA. They got and they do that. They got Game Seven at home. I just think that I think that's Steph, not easy.
0: It's, it's, it's not, not easy to go to
1: Game Six in LA. But but yeah, I think I think Steph is gonna have to have one of those games. Steph is gonna have to probably put up forty. Right, right. And, it, and it's like you know whether Clay's tailing off or whatever he's gonna have to pick it up i think he will i think it's probably the next game and i think they get to golden state and yeah take care of business i
0: mean he's he's completely <laughs> capable of you know putting up 40 shooting a high percentage as long as the other guys don't shoot a low percentage right like as long as clay doesn't go two for 12 or <laughs> yeah that's the issue
1: and the and the and he's but he's gonna have to he's got to recognize that you know early if Clay's not on it he's gonna have yeah. to say you know what I'm gonna have to he's gonna have to you know jack up more shots here.
0: Well, and, that's where Kerr needs to realize get pool in the game right. Yeah. Get Wiggins more touches, yeah. and
1: that's a part of running your offense. And I think he will recognize that because I think he's feeling it like Kerr's like. This is gonna suck if I lose to LeBron I mean, and the Blakers. This is gonna completely suck. I think he's gonna be on his, his game. I think everybody's gonna be on their game enough. It's not gonna be easy. The Laker, they're gonna lose the game is probably going to be the next game. Yeah. So and, and the odds are stacked against. But I don't think Davis is right either. He, he took a pretty good shot to the head. Um, I, I I think there's things that are bothering him. I don't think he's a he's. I think he's we. I think we learned a lot about. LeBron in these next two
0: games. Yeah. Yeah, like if he wants to be in the conversation about the greatest player of all time, he has to win the series.
1: Oh, yeah. You if he wins the, the series,
0: I, no, I, yeah. I just think if he wins the series and he has two really good games, like I think he makes a bit of a statement. Not that I'll ever call him the best you know, but I think that makes a good statement. If you can come from where they came from in the playoffs, if he has two good games, he carries the team for the next two games, gets to the champion, the Western conference championships. I mean, that's a, that's a good look for him. So I'm the only one staking the Lakers. All right. <laughs> we'll see what happens here. NBA playoffs. Like, man, uh, turning out a little bit better than I thought. Uh, I know there's a lot of things happening throughout the playoffs, but uh, I'm kind of excited to see these these series wrap up and to watch the the Western and Eastern Conference Finals.
2: Yeah, they're interesting except for the fact that the
0: games aren't very good. It, it's hard to watch sometimes, but at the same time, like I think they have their own – you know it's kind of like, it's kind of like their own drama it's a little different than like it's it's not like good game drama anymore <laughs> it's like who's going to get injured and like who's mm-hmm. going to play good who's not going to yeah. play good and you know you know what i mean it's like it used to be like it came down to uh the last couple of points and it was a struggle and who can oh, yeah. make the free throws
2: i mean i can remember so many Knicks bowls games and the Bulls obviously came out on top, but all the games were, like, oh, yeah. close into the fourth quarter. Yeah. Came it out was the so, end. like, intense. Yeah.
1: There's no but taking fights off too often back. Right. And, and also,
0: like, the yeah. blowouts. The blowouts yeah. in the playoffs are a little extreme. Like, you shouldn't be being blown out this deep, right?
2: Well, especially... In an elimination game, you're down 27 with two minutes left in the third
0: quarter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Phoenix is uh, the rough time for being Phoenix right now. (laughs) All right. So let's get into a little bit of NFL. Uh, We're going to talk top coaches before we get to the actual, you know, top coaches going into the season. uh, Anything NFL? any moves that you guys are seeing anything
2: uh well the NFL schedules came out yeah the, the schedules came out five primetime games for
0: some reason wow they got Jimmy G yeah for the Raiders Oh God. yeah Jacksonville playing multiple times overseas yeah oh <laughs> yeah that that's funny back-to-back
2: back back weeks
0: right yeah. did, you, did you see the thing uh I saw a funny uh video this that guy that does the quarterback club he's talking about how uh he's like he's playing like roger goodell he's like no we don't want you to move to london but we're gonna have you play two games there and by the way in the week you're there go ahead and look for apartments and, and houses right
2: yeah because the raiders get the Steelers <laughs> at night the packers at night that's why um the lions that'll be kind of interesting Lions get primetime. That's oh, yeah.
0: kind of crazy. Well, That's I mean, Lions, obviously, they, they're earning it. They're playing better. Look like be they're a get the, playoff the, team.
2: The Jets in primetime and the Chargers. Jeez. And they play the Bears. October 22nd in Chicago. Yeah,
0: The Bears, surprisingly, didn't get a very easy schedule, which is ridiculous.
2: Well, the Raiders didn't either. I think the Raiders yeah. were the... Tenth worst schedule.
1: Yeah, their world games are ridiculous. Yeah,
2: but actually, though, they didn't make it. They've got they play the Bills away, but it's the second week of the season, so you don't have to worry about the cold.
0: Yeah. Um, but it's still the Bills. Yeah, (laughs) I
2: know, but at least you don't have to play the Bills when it's cold. The Bears are in October, so that's not bad. And for I'm talking weather wise. Yeah. The only one is the Chiefs on Christmas Day. Thanks. Thanks, NFL. <laughs>
1: Wait a way to make our Christmas. Right? Yeah,
0: ruin ruin your guys' yeah. Christmas. <laughs> they did it purposely for you guys. I'll just I'll just
1: watch the Christmas story five
0: times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're gonna watch a Christmas story. <laughs> it's gonna be uh uh, Jimmy G shooting his eye out uh, so not a lot of stuff happening in the NFL uh, I do I was thinking about this the other day because I saw I don't know if you guys saw this but Ruggs got his uh, sentence or whatever not a bad sentence for him I mean for what he did not a terrible sentence but I was just thinking back because I think Ruggs is a really good receiver and imagine like if he hadn't gotten in trouble, and then you add Devonte Adams, I would have with with Rugs, oh, Carr would still be there, right? Because I that like, would have to change that whole how, offense. How how like unlucky is that for the Raiders though? Because if you bring in, if you got Waller, and you know you got Adams and Rugs and uh, Renfro, Renfro. Yeah, I mean like that's a good solid mix for for mm-hmm. the Raiders. And then this dude goes and like gets, you know, gets arrested and you know, it's I mean it's horrible but at the same time it's like, man, I think he was one of the underrated like better receivers. He would be in the top of those younger crew. Well, he Gruden
2: drafted him for what they needed a deep threat he wasn't going to be like cd lamb and get like 10 12 catches a game
0: right but he was
2: going to go long go deep and stretch out the defense so you could get the underneath open yeah
0: Yeah. he was going to get one or two 20 30 yard catches a game yeah you know or more and so uh, i was i was reading about him and i was like man how how unlucky is that for the raiders so that was pretty rough um so I uh, we'll get into more NFL stuff later. We'll start talking fantasy stuff. I got a couple of good uh fantasy uh podcasts coming up, but let's talk about coaches going as because coaches make a huge difference, right? As you as you look at your season, what's coming up, you know, who are the, the best coaches. This is a tough one, and I had a hard time with this as I went through the coaches. Uh so Let's let's uh, let's work our way down from from five down. Let me pull up my my coaches here. So who do we got at number five? Like, what's your number five? Let's start with Derek. This was a tough one because I was him and
2: hawing on like three different coaches, um, but I ended up with the coach. Because I ended up with Harbaugh. Um, just because they've still been relevant the past two years, even with Lamar Jackson getting hurt. He just seems to still be able to get teams. I mean, they haven't made the playoffs, but they've been close. Right. And I feel like if if it wasn't for Harbaugh, they probably would be like three and
0: yeah, they could teams. be a really bad team for the last yeah. lot of years. Yeah, I, I see that. Uh Wes, what do you got at five? I got Zach Taylor. Um, I just he was in my he he was in my top seven. He didn't make. The he top was five. that was one of the yeah. That but I, was. I so go ahead, give your give your. How did he get from seven to five? Uh, convince me. <laughs> Went to Super Bowl.
1: Well, yeah, he did go to the Super Bowl, but it's just the way he hand he he just manages that team and the offense this you know just the scheme defensively i know he's not running the defense but just the decision making overall he's 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 not a loud guy he seems like a pretty he he he's thoughtful in the way he approaches uh you know big games and he gets his team up they're always ready to play they play hard even though the chiefs game was kind of ridiculous but you know um yeah i just i thought 5 yeah
0: and he, and he turned around his team you know <laughs> pretty quick like he, he he turned around pretty quick two years from a, a really a not very good team he had some losing years but he's turned him around to a super bowl team an afc championship team and to a team that everybody's worried about you know mm-hmm. going forward so he he was definitely right up there it was hard for me to move him ahead of a couple other ones, and I also have Harbaugh at five just because, like, you look at his overall record, you know, he, he's he got a, a, a one of the better overall records. He has a decent um, playoff record. He's got a Super Bowl under the belt. He's just done a lot for that team, for that city, for that franchise. So I also have Harbaugh at five. Uh, number four, Wes.
1: I got Sean McDermott. Those, really? Yeah. It, and it's for the same reasons when it comes to uh, Zach Taylor. It's just, it's just now he's more of a defensive guy, but he, you know, he he gets a lot out of that defense. And he, again, he's just he just kind of like manages the team well. Like I said, they they play well that I like the way that they run their offense like the you know just kind of like they just everything just seems professional and the interesting thing about him he started he i mean he made his you know his reputation in the private se- sector in business and so he came in as someone that knows how to build something from the ground up you right. know he has a great foundation he's got players you know it hmm. I mean I, I mean I like
0: it now that you're talking about it, but I really didn't have him up there. But I mean I like I like the argument. Um I got I got Mike Tomlin at number four. Uh just consistency. He's got a super bowl to the belt. He could have a better playoff record, but his regular season record is super solid. He's always a he's a character coach, which I think you know, when I look at with these young guys, what you're trying to do with them and how you're trying to like, you know, motivate them and and keep them on the right path, I think Tomlin does it better than anybody. And uh, overall, I have him there as a, as number four.
2: I love Tomlin. He was my other number five with Zach Taylor, Tomlin, and Harbaugh. But I picked Harbaugh. Um, this one is gonna be outside the box, but I'm going Brian Dayball.
0: Yeah, yeah, I had him at six.
2: He took the Giants who had no business winning games. They have no business winning games, and they he got them to the playoffs. I just love the fact I listen to, you know, the Raider podcasts, and they talk about oh well, we gotta give McDaniels a, a chance. He doesn't have his guys. He needs right. his guys in there. K-Ball <laughs> didn't have his guys. He took him to the playoffs. And the other part is, is um, the Bills, I think, are underachievers. And he, when he was there the year before, their offense was so much better than it was last year. I think they took a downward turn once he left because the offense isn't as good. Yeah. I think, yeah. Uh, with what Dayball did with what he had is pretty amazing. I think.
0: Yeah, and it's uh, it's tough because he's a new head coach, and that was that was hard for me to kind of try to decipher. You know, how good is he going to be long term? But what he's doing right now is definitely right there, and and I had him right there as well. So I think that's a that's a solid pick. Uh, So my number three, so I'll start, I'll lead off number three, is I got Sean McVay. And yeah, I realize he probably didn't have the best season last year, but if you look at his overall record, he's got a chip, his playoff record is solid, and you know, he does a lot of things that uh, throw coaches off and make it hard to defend. And, uh, and he's one of the guys, he's, he's got his hands in everything, which I really like about a head coach. I don't like the disconnected head coaches. And so I think Sean McVay is going to be a coach for a long, long time. He's young. He's going to have a, a solid uh, career. And he already has a great career already. So I got Sean McVay at three.
2: My three is someone whose career is almost over, but had a resurgence because <laughs> no one thought that their team was going to be good last year, and that's yeah, Pete Carroll.
0: Pete Carroll, yeah.
2: I mean, well, think about it, Legion of Boom. He's got a Legion of Boom point two now. He took Geno Smith to the playoffs. Um, their defense looks like it's going to be. I mean, with uh, Woolen and now Witherspoon, they got the corners. Uh, Their offense looks pretty good now with three receivers that look great. I just think Pete Carroll, he's timeless. He's won in college, and he's won in the – should have won. It is his fault they didn't win. Yeah, yeah.
1: hey.
0: But (laughs) –
1: Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, man. The the
0: thing that (laughs) – so I had Carroll obviously on the list. He just doesn't have the greatest playoff record his regular season record is average you know it's not as good as some of the others but he's he's doing and the thing is is like the next couple years i think he's on the way up which would bring him back into that um but it's the playoff record for me that brought him out
2: I, i hate to say this in where we live but i got the seahawks as the favorites to win that division this year
0: yeah yeah, I mean, the Seahawks look good. The Seahawks look good. It comes down to Geno, obviously. Yeah. Uh, what do you got at three, Wes? I got Doug Peterson. Oh, man. I had such a hard time taking him out. Because I thought he's such a good coach. So get, give us give us the uh, highlights. He,
1: he does have a Super Bowl you yeah. know, victory with Nick Foles, you know. Uh, he he did really well, Carson Wentz. Is, he's just very good with you know pre- prepping quarterbacks. And look what he's done with Trevor Lawrence. I mean, just completely you know, from Urban Meyer regime was like, chaotic. He took everything. He kind of got the free agents, you know, and and kind of put everything back. Built a nucleus, and I I think they're just only going to get better. They're young. Yeah. Um. He he values running the football but smartly. Um and you know, it's he's just overall again, someone who's just a steady hand at the coaching position. And you can, and you can depend on him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I love that pick. And it was so hard for me to uh, remove <laughs> when I was putting my list together to take Peterson out because looking at what
1: he did with Jacksonville this year, it's it's amazing. And they balled against Kansas City. They they just had some mm-hmm. unlucky breaks in that game. They had a chance to beat Kansas. City. Just think of how they played throughout the year, though. Like you didn't want to play Jacksonville.
0: There was a point earlier in the season where it was like it didn't matter who Jacksonville was playing. You were like Jacksonville could win this game.
1: Yeah, and they and then so, they come back against the Chargers. I mean, that was, yeah, that was
0: crazy. Just to get to the playoffs, though, and to then beat the Chargers. <laughs> Yeah, I think Peterson's a really good coach, and and uh, it was hard. And this whole thing was hard because there was, a, there was three or four coaches that you had to leave off, and you had to make your decision. And Peterson was one of them, was really hard. Uh, and Carroll was the other one for me. Those were the two that I had the, the biggest hard time with in my five. Uh, so, Derek, who do you got it to?
2: Now, I'm just going to preface this. This is right now, right. not all time. Right, so my number two is Bill Belichick.
0: Wow. Okay. Um,
2: because I know that like they shouldn't be good. They shouldn't have like made the playoffs a few years ago. They're just always in games for some reason. Even they though, almost were
0: in the playoffs this year.
2: Yeah, I mean they shouldn't be. He's if if we rated him as a general manager, he'd get an F. But as a coach, he's one of the best. Yeah. And so yeah. So I got to him at number two.
0: Yeah, I mean obviously Belichick's up there. Wes, what do you got?
1: This one kind of hurts because I don't want to pick him, but I gotta pick Kyle Shanahan just because just the way he handles quarterbacks, Brock Purdy. You know, he just handled that situation so good. I mean even Jimmy G, I mean he makes Jimmy G look good. It's right, just right. it's it's the design of this offense, utilizing all the weapons on offense. He I mean the way he uses Kittle, then you bring in, you know, you know, um, God, I lost my train of thought. But it's just <laughs> the way the way he uses Debo. Yeah. you know, yeah. it's, it's just he just offensive. His offensive way he just designs his offense is just superior to almost almost anybody else in the NFL. The way he uses weapons.
0: Right. I mean Sh- Shanahan. Here's the thing: like it's hard no. to argue with his success. You know, the games that matter the most. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, even at that, yeah, even if he doesn't he still's got you know good record and good teams but the reason I left him off the list even of the top eight to be honest with you was because you got you got D'Amico Ryans you had Mike Daniel like you had the tall. staff right you had the staff to really help you do a lot of things and I think this is a test for him to see how good of a coach he is going forward so at this point, I couldn't put him on for those reasons until, because I think D'Amico Ryans is going to be a great coach. I think Mike McDaniel's on his way to being a great head coach. I think both of them and and, uh, so I think Kyle Shanahan hasn't passed the test for me yet. But I can see if you just look, if you break down like everything that he's done, it's hard not to put him up there. Um, I have have Andy Reid here. You look at the Obviously, a couple Super Bowls, you look at all the NFC championships with the (laughs) Eagles and the way he's I mean, whatever you got to say about Andy Reid, you look at his record, you look at his playoff record, you look at his accomplishments. That's not a guy that I would not hire as my coach. And so, you know, I got him up there at number two. So, number one, Wes, lead us off. Andy Reid. Wait, Derek, you did your two, right? Your two was...
2: Yeah, my two was Belichick.
0: Belichick,
1: that's right, yeah. So, Wes, Andy Reid. I Andy Reid. No yeah, one, just <sighs> how he's built that whole, I mean, just everything from what he's done with Mahomes, um, overseeing the offense, just, again, just a designer um, using kelsey the way he does and even when in when they have a uh, running back by demand he just seems to be able to you know get guys in space um get the most out of his players and you know winning the super bowl last year with you know not the greatest wide receiving cast yeah not, not at all <laughs> <laughs> um i think that's just right now he's just on the He's still on top, and he's no youngster anymore. They, and there's mm-hmm. been debate about him retiring, but why would you when you're doing this good with Patrick Mahomes and just the way that, you know, he's turned Patrick Mahomes in the best quarterback in the NFL? Right.
0: Yeah, it, it was hard for me
1: not to <laughs> have
0: Reed at number one uh, because of, you know, he's a plug-and-play coach for me. When you think about it, like he just he, you could put guys in positions, he has his staples, of course, you know, but he loses Tyreek Hill and they don't miss a beat, you know. Um, what he did in Philadelphia, I think was great too. I, I really loved uh you know, watching Philadelphia play and go to all those NFC championships, Super Bowls. Not maybe they didn't win, that's fine, but it's better than not making the playoffs, you know, it's better than, you know, if you said I went to five NFC championships at the end of your career, you're still looking pretty good, you know? So um, yeah, I agree. I think Andy Reid's tough, but in my opinion, my number one is still Belichick uh, just because there, there is a history of what he's done, but what he's doing right now is also still pretty impressive. Because I honestly thought the Patriots be the worst team in the league last year. Like, literally. Like, look at what they have. They're trash. Yet, in one of the harder divisions in the AFC, they're right up there.
1: Like, they were wow. on the coast of
0: the playoffs. You
1: know what? They would have been even better if they had a legit offensive coordinator. Right. That's, well, the- that, That's what his there. fault.
0: There's some downfalls there, too. But at the same time, like, you still did a lot with a little. Uh, Obviously, this year is going to tell a tale of a lot. But at the same time, if I'm an NFL team right now and they said, who do you want your head coach to be, I'm taking Belichick.
2: Well, I agree, except – you got to take the guy that won the Super Bowl last year, who <laughs> most people didn't even think the Chiefs would make the playoffs. Right?
0: Right. Right. I didn't. I was like,
2: Chiefs. Chiefs are going down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I hate saying it, but Andy Reid is right now the best coach in the NFL.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, Belichick's right there too, but Andy Reid's has got the results. He's winning.
1: He's winning now. Yeah. And even though he but, lost out one in the Super Bowl, you know, it's just like he, How do you, how do you feel without being enemy there? Well, there's it's a it's an adjustment. It's yeah. going to be an adjustment. But the thing is, the thing about what I like about Reed and I don't like Shanahan, but I just got to look at the body of work is they have a system, they have a way that they do things. And whenever they can, they sometimes they go beyond it, and they do, they try different things. But they all, if it doesn't work, they always have that to go back to, right. and it's always consistent. And that, and that they, that's what they do the best to me out of all the coaches. It's like they have that to go back to, even when they want to take chances.
2: And I don't think with Beyond Me is not going to be that big of a loss because they brought back. Um... Your buddy Steve as the offensive coordinator. Um your favorite head coach. Oh uh Lovey? No, no, no. Lovey. The one that ruined Trubisky.
0: Oh no, dude. Really?
2: Yeah, because he's a
0: <laughs> he's a Reed guy. Yeah. Right. He is a Reed I
2: mean, guy. Uh, if you think so, Doug name, Peterson I mean. was an Andy Reed guy. I mean, Andy Reed is a and that's why another reason why Andy Reid's the best right now. He comes from the greatest coaching tree of all time.
0: Right, right.
2: The Bill Walsh coaching tree. Yep.
0: Yeah, it it was it was tough back and forth between the two. So I mean, I could go either way. Uh, I think they're both. You know, they've been. They're both have long careers. Yeah. You know, they've been playing coaching forever.
2: I don't think you could go wrong with either one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that was probably what we, we figured from the start. But, you know, I like to hear – I like, it was a couple of interesting picks in there. Uh, Doug Peterson, I thought, was one that I, I would consider in there. Uh, Zach Taylor, I like hearing in there. Um, Doug Peterson, you know, love hearing him in there. So there, there was a few. I had a a hard time with all those, and so uh, there's some good coaches out there. I I can't wait to see what Dayball does. I'm I'm interested to see what happens with Eberflus, and then there's the opposite side. Yeah, Mike Mike McDaniel. But there's the opposite side. of There's like, I mean, sorry for you guys, but like Josh McDaniel, um, the Chargers coach. Like God, I can't understand. (laughs) Well, we got to see,
2: you know, one we didn't talk about or leave off the list because he hasn't coached in a few years is Sean
0: Payton. Oh, that that was the – so, obviously, I think Sean Payton's a good coach. But because he's coming back, you know, he hasn't been coaching in a while, it was hard for me to say let's just immediately assume he's going to be good again.
2: Let's see if he's unlimited.
0: Right, right. So, All right, so – Get into a, a fun last topic for everybody listening. We're uh, gonna talk about our our specialty besides sports, movies, and uh, this is a, a really interesting topic. So, what we're talking about are remakes. What are the best remakes? And the hard part about this is, there are good remakes, right? But now you're talking about really good. The first movie was really good, you know? And so how do you remake a really good first movie? You don't. Right. And then if you're remaking a movie, chances are that movie was pretty good in the first place. And so you better be on your A game to make a good remake. Uh, So, yeah, let's, let's get into this one. I had a hard time placing these in in a top five order, so I'm gonna have to play this off the cut. <laughs> uh, so I'll, I'll start, and uh, I'm so I'm gonna put this one just at the bottom, just because I really like the other movies I have on on my list, and I'm gonna go with the thing, Wilfred Brimley. Uh, I know Derek you love we I mean this this is one of the coolest movies to watch but there was it's a remake of an older the thing from another planet um but the thing's just such a good movie yeah and so I I really that's really had to slip into my top five if you haven't seen the thing it's a little older but just uh what I really like about it is. You, you, it's it's uh, one of those ones where you don't exactly know what's going on all the time, and that's what I like about the thing. And it has a good cast.
2: Kurt Russell, man.
0: Kurt, Kurt Russell and, and Wilfred Brimley can't, can't deny it, right? So I got the th- I'll got i put the thing there. I'll throw that one out first.
2: Well, I had that on my list, too, so I'll <laughs> just talk about it also now. Um, I remember me and Steve watching this, like, Friday night... It was late. We're like, oh, what's USA? This USA up all night. Yeah, so we're like, what is this movie? We're used to watching movies about like motorcycle <laughs> priests, like, um, with electric chairs on their motorcycle and, and, like, what and is bikini this? car washes. <laughs> yes, and this movie was so good. And it's John Carpenter, and it just it had the great. Horror suspense to it, but it was just because it was the feeling of not knowing right who is what or what is what. Um, and so it was the great, and then they did a not a remake, a um prequel to it that
0: wasn't that bad either,
2: right? That just came out, I think, a few years ago.
0: So, yeah, good, that's good. So, that was on your list, too. Yep. All right, Wes, what do you got?
1: I got Star Born. Number five. Oh
0: man. Yes, I so I took that off of my so that was I think it came off at seven or six.
1: Yeah. I mean I, I don't even I mean, I don't even I didn't even know it was a remake until I started, you know. Like his remake twice. Yeah. And so um, yeah, it's just a really good movie, even though I don't like to watch it because it's too emotional for me. So not like but my number one. I think they
0: did a good job though. That's the kind of one where it's like it's a tough story to remake, but they did a good job, you know, at it. And it, it's hard to judge. Like, what's better in that one? That's why it was so close on the edge for me, but I think it's a it's a great pick. All right, Derek, throw another one at us.
2: Okay, well, this one, this is a remake from a 1978 movie that was cutting edge at the time, but the remake was just, it it took it to the next degree, and that's Dawn of the Dead. Oh, yeah. The Dawn of the Dead, yeah, um, the original was pretty cool but it just didn't have the same like the, the acting and the the cast you had in the dawn of the dead sea remake was spot on and that one you know zombie movies are hard sometimes to yeah. watch but that's one i like to watch even though and i'm like yeah i can't watch it without caitlin but you know
0: <laughs> now what, what i liked about that is uh it was easier to watch for me and and more fun to watch than a lot of the zombie movies, just because I don't know. I don't know why it was. But I agree, that one was really close for me, too. Okay, Wes, what do you
1: got? I'm going to go with King Kong.
0: Oh, man. I took King Kong off. I love the new King Kong, too. But I also... Love the old King Kong. So know, give right? me the reason. Give me the reason why the new one cut you out.
1: Because I love the old one. I, it's just the build-up and the action sequences and yeah, just the backstory. It, it just, it's just, I didn't think it'd be that good when right. I first watched it.
0: But Jack Black yeah. plays such a good part in there. I love the boat scene. <laughs> Like the boat scene in that one for me, like really makes that movie good. The the beginning boat scene. But you know, you know why I eventually took that one off though? It's the the dinosaur chase scene when they're going down through the uh the ravine. Like that's ultimately what I what took it off for me. Wow. But the most of the movie was really good.
2: I don't know. I like to go with the newer Kong with Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But the the original King Kong is so good, though. Well, that... Are you talking Jessica Lange one? Because there's one before that, too. Right. Well, yeah.
0: No, I'm talking Jessica Lange, but... Yeah. So that, that was a tough one for me. That was real. That was on there. That was close. Um... So I'm gonna throw an interesting one in. Wizard of Oz. Yeah. So mo- most people don't even know it was a remake, but they had a bunch of silent versions of it. It was a book. They made some silent movies of it, but it, it came out iconic, right? And I wasn't gonna put it on there, but you know, Holly really convinced me because you think about how iconic Wizard of Oz is. And you think about what they did with the black and white and the color, and and you're you're taking something that was a book to a silent film to like this mass great production. And I gotta be honest with you, I love Wizard Ross. Like I've probably seen it, you know, 150 times.
2: I would do you one better. The Wiz is a better remake <laughs> of Wizard <Wars. laughs> The
0: Wiz, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's better than when they first get into the after they meet the scarecrow, and they're right right before they meet the Tin Man. That until the end after the Cowardly Lion, like that's got to be one of the best scenes of of movies.
1: The 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 witch, like when I watched as a kid, it's yeah. scared me. Oh, when I, she throws was, the uh, fireball off the roof, yeah.
0: dude, and you're like six years old, you're like, ah! Well, that
1: was like cool. I don't <laughs> yeah. cool.
0: No, this is not
1: making me up. So, so
0: I, I had to put that in there. I, I think it's great. All right, so let's see. Uh, we get Wes leading off.
1: Is <laughs> it number three? Number three. I'm going with Cape Fear. Cape Fear. Dang it. I took Cape De Fear De off. God,
0: I love that Cape Fear. But the there, there's so many good other ones, which why I had to take Cape Fear off. But talk about De Niro and Nolte <laughs> in Cape Fear. Yeah.
1: I mean, De Niro is just at his best. I mean, yeah. just what a scumbag. I mean... And but he was scary, yeah, like, yeah. It was like, dude, this is actually really creepy. I mean, it's just it's and the boat scene at the end. I mean, what a psycho, right? But it's just brilliant. I mean, it's just brilliant in the movie, yeah. If it, it,
0: and and here's the problem is I really like Nick Nolte, but I did not like him in that part,
1: he's annoying,
0: as much. yeah. As much as I've liked him in other movies. But De Niro played so good in that, you know, and so it was hard to it was hard not to to put that one in there. And the only reason I did it because I it to me my top three from here. It, it's really hard to put Kate Fear above those, and uh, yeah. but yeah, I God that that was a hard it, one to take off.
2: It's a great movie, but then when I'm weighing <laughs> remakes, man. You got the original had Gregory Peck and Robert. Bush. Right.
0: that's the problem. Is the original was really good too. Yeah, um, but the but this the but, remake was great. Nero was so, so good. Maybe you guys have this on there. Or you don't. I don't. But what you're talking about is the same reason that Ocean's Eleven didn't. I had took that off because the same thing. Like Ocean's Eleven though was really good the the remake really good but then you go back and you're like come on you know yeah. uh so i, I can't think you do that to the rat pack cape fear fell into that same thing for me it was very similar to that um um so <laughs> i don't even know what i guess i'm going to have to put planet of the apes here because and I here's the thing: Planet of Apes, the newer one, is not for everybody. But I love the way the storyline they took, the way they played it out. I do love the original Planet of the Apes. How can but you the, go get Charlton Heston? Yeah, yeah. but the, well, at the same time, I don't. You know who the best actor in the new Planet of the Apes is? Is the ape. Like, tell me that you can play a better part than that ape played. It's, and um, the new planet of the apes. Are like dude Gollum. Dude was uh, legit. Andy was, yeah. Like just it was so good. It was so believable. It was so like this could really happen. Versus, yeah, the original Planet of Apes was great. And you know, Charles Nesson, but it you really felt in me anyway. I was like, this could happen. And I think the, the whole storyline was good. So that but is it really a remake or is it the prequel? I mean it's technically they called it a remake, so I'm taking it as a remake. And uh either way, I think it's a new beginning for the Planet of the Apes, you know, and so I, I and I loved it. And I know there's people that didn't like it, but I, I, I like the whole Planet of the Apes new series. What do you got, Eric?
2: Well, my next one, I'm taking a remake from a 1932 movie about drugs.
0: <laughs>
1: oh.
0: oh.
2: And this is Scarface. No, oh. I
1: took my number one. <laughs> Damn. <laughs>
2: I won. Yeah, well, I it's up there as the best. I just the other two I just have is a little bit higher, but Scarface is just such a classic, great movie. Even the edited version has some hilarious lines, where right? They right. snub stuff,
0: but I mean, yeah. But Al Pacino, come on, dude. Yeah, it was. Yeah.
1: Iconic, just it was. The ending. I mean, can you pick a better ending than that?
0: The- the whole thing from beginning to end is such a good movie. You know, like you gotta if you don't really love acting, then you don't love that movie. Because yeah. there there's some parts of it that are over the top and it's done in action, it's done in like, you know, theatrical stuff, but the acting of it is just phenomenal. There's just so many great lines. I mean yeah. it's epic. That's your three, huh? Yeah. God, I, I can't wait to hear your top two. Oh. Crap. <laughs> uh, so I guess I'll start with my number two, which is Scarface. <laughs> so we don't need to talk much more about that. Yes. We just did. Uh, just it, it's it's as good of a remake as it gets. It's it's a classic and and it's timeless. So that's my number two.
2: Oh no. Yeah. And my number two is uh, taken from a Hong Kong movie from 2002. Oh, yeah. There's going going with the departed.
0: Yep. Yep. What? The departed. Departed.
1: Oh, you took my two.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) This is a tough one. So tell me, tell me why this is better than one of the greatest Japanese movies ever.
2: (laughs) Well, I would just say it's because of the actors. Right. Because when you got DiCaprio, Matt Damon, Nicholson, I mean...
0: Yeah, but so does A Few Good Men, you know?
2: <laughs> right, but that's not a remake.
0: <laughs> no, I'm just saying, though, you can't... I mean, I get it. It's a great movie, and it was on my list, but it was hard for me. Just...
2: Yeah, I mean, the um, the Hong Kong version is really good, too. I just... it's Plus, you have, like even the the supporting actors you know you had um anthony or was it and anderson yeah yeah and alan dale and you know what was her name vera oh. from me she was very annoying but she did her job well in that <laughs> movie. uh martin sheen mark Wahlberg. i mean oh, right right
0: right mark yeah Wahlberg. no i it, it, I mean, top to bottom, there's you can't find a movie. Um, it's hard to find a movie with that many stars. I mean, and you know, like
2: <laughs> this, is the lines too are different. Like the whole cranberry juice and right,
1: and and then the uh, the fact that the ridiculous thing is that was Scorsese's first best picture,
0: first best picture,
1: yeah, so his first Oscar,
0: stupid,
1: yep. No, it was,
0: it, it, so, man, that it was hard, but at the same time, it, for me, the reason I left The Departed off was because you're, you're going up, you're remaking one of the best movies in Japanese history, and so that was hard for me, Uh but I get it, like, I get it, that's, it's, it was a great movie, and I love The Departed, one of my favorite movies.
2: Basically, have torpedoed Wes.
0: <laughs> yeah, so
1: so Wes, we we already know what Wes is two and one are. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's Titanic and Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> 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 uh, so so Wes, you had
0: number two at departed. departed yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Uh, and so we already know about that. So let's just talk about number one. Uh, let's see. So that's. Who leads here, Derek? You
2: lead. This is taken from a TV movie from nineteen eighty nine. He, the director writer, wasn't able to get it on, you know, into a motion picture until later. Once he got more money and was able to, uh, the movie was called L.A. Takedown, but the Heat. made Heat. was called Heat.
1: Yes, it was. Ah, oh, yes, it was. But that—that's what I was confused about. I was like, "Yep, did it really?" I mean, because yeah, that would have been my top five.
0: It, yeah, it was. It was so close because it was, you know, not movie to movie. And it had the
2: same characters. It
0: had. It did. It did. <laughs> yeah, and and I had it, you know, obviously in my top list um and, and heat is one of the best movies ever
1: yeah.
0: I
2: mean you... the special for like for the um police officers they have them watch the bank robbery scene right it's like a tactical um informational movie for them
0: yeah uh just so, it's such a good movie it, it for me it was, yeah. I, I guess you know because it's a it's whatever's a remake's a remake, and I was like it's too close. He it was one of the first ones I put on my list. Uh, so I mean, incredible movie. So we already know Wes. <laughs> what, what do you got? At number one, Scarface. Was that it? Yep. So I think my number one might throw you guys a little bit, and this is uh, probably a lot of personal preference, uh, but mine is the new Dune. Oh, the Dune. Well, it's not
2: over yet, so you don't know for sure. Though, I,
0: I know, but the the one that has come out for me uh, depicted more of what yeah. the story is about. And it kept me very intrigued and into the movie. And I thought they did a great job, top to bottom, of taking a story that a lot of people find very boring and made it into a very actionable movie that people want to watch. And people that never seen any of it before, read the books or did anything, could actually watch that movie. And I found myself looking at it and saying, wow, what an incredible movie new remake and and a new way to start the series and so i i put it up again more of my own liking because there's probably other movies that might have been better well the
2: original dune was such a disappointment
0: it was so yeah, disappointing yeah. and that's why i was like because you know but the books were great you know that's that's the thing although
2: the only thing is, is who no one can replace sting though Right, Sting was great
0: in that thing, great. Uh, so I threw that one up just because of a personal preference that I, I really loved it, and I thought it was re-inventing re, uh, a franchise that not a lot of people know about, and it, it brought an audience to that that people had no clue about. So,
2: one thing that was frightening about it was they hadn't, um, uh, HBO and stuff hadn't greenlighted the second movie until they know that the first one was going to be any good, right? So that's yeah. kind of
0: so yeah. So that that was me. So that's a that's a good, a lot of good good picks in there. A lot of the same picks, you know. Uh, remakes was tough. Uh, I think it went back and forth a lot of different things. A lot of people haven't seen the older movies. I think that's. That's a hard struggle when you're talking about then because there was some things like I don't know if you've seen Three Ten to Yuma, mm-hmm. you know I thought the remake of that was great, you know I really like what Russell Crowe did in that. There um, was there was a, there was a sure. couple in there. Yeah. Well,
2: people, the um, you know what's the the John Wayne one, uh, True regret. Grit. Yeah, people yeah. love to say that the new one is so much
0: better. No, but... no, yeah, I'm not gonna play that no. game. <laughs>
2: Here's one that we didn't talk about was Red Dragon.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, Manhunter. Yes. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can't put Red Dragon over Manhunter because Manhunter was good. Yeah, but he's still...
2: Anthony Hopkins is better than Brian Cox. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. But Peterson and, played really good in Manhunter. Yeah, but the, I, are I, you going to say about Edward Norton, though? I know. It, it's hard to be Edward Norton, right? But the, for me, I saw Manhunter before I saw Red Dragon. And so for me, I was like, Manhunter was really good. I just watched, I literally watched that a week ago. <laughs> <I> <laughs> well, that's it. Is, people, people don't real realize much.
2: that's a prequel to Silence uh, of the Lambs.
0: Right, right. Well, Holly was like, oh, what? <laughs> this is, this is, a, uh, what's his name, Lecter? And I was like, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is the prequel. You know, and it's not red dragon, it's Manhunter, you know, and right and so <laughs> uh, it's funny. Because I, I literally just Cause, watched that. Doesn't <laughs> it um
2: Scott Glenn play the character in the in Silence of the Lambs?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's uh I don't know. I, I like <clears them> both. <throat> Obviously, you can't go wrong with that Norton. And uh doesn't uh What's his name? Doesn't Ralph Fiends find Fiends? He plays the, the villain, the bag, yeah, villain, uh, which is Fiennes, great. Yeah, yeah refines his name. Uh, so yeah, it, it was good, but again, for me, Manhunter was the original. Well, that's so it's, it's
2: so hard. It's what you've said is like if it's not some movies, just like all these Disney movies, they don't need to be remade
0: right it's got to be for me head and shoulders above the original that's for where i'm me, like if it's a classic you don't need right.
2: to remake it just yeah. re-release it but some of these movies you know like scarface was 1932 <laughs> that's okay to right. remain
0: yeah but you know there there's a lot about that original because it was way ahead of its time mm-hmm. You know, that might have made a difference. So,
2: or like, even I don't know, the thing <laughs> is super old, but the original is 1951. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. You're talking 80 years
2: ago. So, well, and then we could get into is, you know, reboots too. Yeah. Is the new Star Trek better than the
0: original? <laughs> yeah. That's a tough one.
1: That's really hard.
0: Because they're both good, they're both really good. I mean, I love the original Star Trek, though. Right.
1: No, Rathacon.
0: Yeah. yeah. Just,
1: that's a tough one. Search for well, Spock? Yeah.
0: A well,
2: good thing about, <laughs> you know, with the reboots, except for Chris Pine, most all the actors just basically copied.
1: Yeah. Right, people.
2: right, right, right. I mean, the first scene with Carl Urban... <laughs> And where he's his bone, it's like, oh my gosh, that is DeForest Kelly. <laughs> he comes in and he's just talking like him, and
1: yeah, it's it is kind of weird. Like, how do you even? You, you're that's that's. How do you right. pull... Hold on, guys. Okay.
2: Yeah. And then, I mean, the guy played Spock was spot
1: on. Yeah. Oh yeah, all the. I mean, how. The, all the practice they put into. like She's yeah. like, okay, I was looking, you know, just watch all the old Star Trek movies.
2: Well, even in a Rest in Peace, but Anton Yelkin, where he was talking like Chekhov, and then.
1: Oh, yeah. Victor, Victor. Victor, Victor. Are they making another one? supposedly,
2: but it's been, it's been, you know, that's one when it's been years like this and it's been on in development. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of have a feeling they're not going to make another one.
0: Yeah. Probably best. All right. All right. Well, that was a great topic. Hopefully uh, people made it to the end. (laughs) (laughs) It's been shorter than the the last few ones. That's right that's right uh, I think uh I think that's a an important topic though like we talk a lot about sports but when you talk about like you know movies, we've done top five movies and sports and you know 80s and different things uh, I think the remakes is an important topic because it's happening a lot more. Mm-hmm. You know, these we, days we
2: can do a, a a list that's worst remakes, and it would right. be so much more.
0: Yeah, yeah, you'd have a lot more to choose from than. I, 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 <laughs> no, I, I really. Oh, Red, Red Dawn! Come on. Oh, I mean, man. I literally had about ten Dawn. on my list of better. Right where oh, yeah. if it was worse, it'd be mm-hmm. you know tons. So uh, that that was great all right well we'll wrap it up here thanks everybody for listening don't forget to subscribe and like uh if you're listening on apple podcast spotify anchor i appreciate the listens and uh we will see you guys next time